helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Most of you are probably familiar with the phrase, the truth shall set you free. Fewer of you probably know that this is actually part of a Bible verse, specifically John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, which reads, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What does it have to do with the Constitution and the state of America today? Plenty. See, if the truth shall make us free, how do we know what the truth is? This is actually the first topic in the Constitution Study Patriots Boot Camp, how to know what is true and how to show what you're saying is true. Why is this so important today? Winston Churchill once said, In wartime, truth is so precious that she must always be attended by a bodyguard of lies. We are in a war for the future of America. Right now, truth is not only attended by a bodyguard of lies, but an entire armored division. Unless we learn to find the truth in these cavalcades of lies, we will never be free again. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. I'm so glad you could join me today. You know, th this question of truth and, and lies and, and all that, it's very interesting. Um, you know, of course, I'm on social media uh, more because I have to than I'm, I'm really thrilled with the idea. but. Um, in so many of the discussions I have, comments on videos, posts, whatever, I find it so interesting how often someone will make will, will make an assertion. They will make a statement that something is true and provide absolutely no evidence to the fact. And, and how often when I ask them, well, do you have any evidence? Do you have any proof showing that what you're saying is true? Uh, the response is often, ah, da, 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 and... Um, well, let's just say uh, pointing somewhere else. Now, you know, the, the, this idea of, of is there truth? Yes, there are things that are factually true that match reality. But what's interesting is how often nowadays we see that they're being guarded by lies. I'm not saying the truth was never guarded by a bodyguard of lies. I'm just saying that today we actually can see the bodyguards, and it's not just one or two. It's, it's, it's numerous, it's legion, the number of lies that are being used to bodyguard the truth. We see this not only in the censorship, in, in social media, on, in corporate media, uh, coming out of uh, many of our, our state and federal governments, um, the need to safeguard what they consider true with their bodyguard of lies. Now, I want to start actually in the great old-fashioned empire. Uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General for the State of New York, the Empire of New York, uh, sent a letter to uh, uh, a group of, of social media companies. And, uh, gee, I've got a copy of the letter right here. And they, they've actually um, redacted out the specific comp the companies they sent it to, but I think you'll get the gist. She says, in the wake of the horrific terrorist attack in, attacks in Israel, 
There have been reports of growing anti-Semitism and Islamophobia, including threats of violence against Jewish and Muslim people and institutions. We have also become aware of press reports that terrorist groups and individuals that sympathize with them are disseminating calls for violence and other materials that might incite violence against Jewish and Muslim people and institutions on social media platforms. We are deeply concerned about this activity in light of the tragic history of such calls for violence. We need to better understand how, redacted, ensuring that its platform, the platform, is not being used to incite violence and further terrorist activities, including by describing how the company is identifying, removing, block, and blocking re-uploading, uh, the re-uploading of such content. Now, Letitia, I, this is framed very interestingly. So we're worried about violence. Um, she's they're, she, they're concerned. She she says there are press reports that terrorist groups uh, might disseminate calls for violence and, and 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 on social media. And now she wants to make sure, or Mark says she wants to understand how these platforms are making sure that they understand how they're they're ensuring they won't be used to incite violence. I I I I would if you know given my druthers, if I were the private owner of a social media company that received such a letter, I would immediately refer Miss uh, uh, James to uh, my attorney, Mister Business, Nunya Business, because understand what we have here is at best hearsay. She has no evidence that these platforms are doing anything illegal. She's concerned that they may be used for illegal purposes, but she's got no evidence that they're actually doing anything illegal. She, she's trying to conscript the social media platforms into her bodyguard of lies to protect the truth. Now, if someone on a platform, uh, if, we're just, if someone were on my platform and were to say, um, call for the incitement of violence, if I found out about it, I would shut down the, uh, I, I'd, I'd kill the post. I'd probably shut down the account. Um, but I do that because I find that wrong. So, I, even if you believe that, that uh, calling for violence, which, by the way, is pretty, a pretty vague term. Uh, for example, you could easily say that uh, calling for Israel to uh, track down the the Hamas terrorists that attacked them and get rid of them, well, that certainly is a call for violence, so it's a pretty vague term. But understand, she's got no probable cause. The closest she's got is there are press reports that groups are doing this. That's not even, that barely rates as hearsay. What evidence do you have of this actually being done? What evidence do you have of 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 these platforms um, colluding with these people to incite violence? None that she's shown so far. So she's asking information. We request that you promptly respond to the following questions by October 20th. My response would be, again, none of your business. If you have evidence that we, that we have been used for illegal activity, bring it to us and we'll figure out how to deal with it. But that's not. This is a fishing expedition. She might as well be saying she represents a Nigerian prince with $150 million that she needs to move around. And she just needs, you know, she'll be pay you a wonderful fee if you just, you know, front some money to her. That's basically what this is. Because look what she's asking for. 
What actions, if any, has the company taken to address the recent calls for violence against Jewish and Muslim peoples and institutions and the possibility that the platform may be used to plan, encourage, or disseminate those acts? Describe in detail the public-facing terms of service, community rules, or other policies that prohibit users from using your platform to disseminate calls for violence, including copies of any documentation or policies. Describe in detail the company-facing policies that uh, govern the determination of whether content is a call for violence that should be removed. And this goes on and on. They have 11 specific questions. Well, actually, I guess he's got 10 questions. Um, the 11th question is to identify the, uh, the groups responsible for doing all the work. None of your business. You, know, the, the, you have to remember, we have this thing called due process. Right? Due process, for the, the Free Legal Dictionary defines due process as a judicial or governmental process de designed to protect the rights of the individual. These companies are owned eventually by individuals. Their, shot, their, their shares are owned by individuals. Um, for example, in the case of, of say, Elon Musk and, and X, or they're owned by other organizations and corporations that are owned by individuals. Now, eventually, you're dealing with a human being, a person that owns a share in these companies. Where's your probable cause? Where's the protection of your rights? You know, the, the assumption of innocent until proven guilty. So that's the other point of view. So look at this. This has a presumption that, hey, you're probably not taking as much of an action as we want you to do. Prove that you're doing it. Do you see the, the twisted idea of the state getting to tell these businesses, this is how you do business. We're not going to pass a law. We're not going to criminalize. We're not going to fi find you guilty of a crime. We're just going to say, we've heard reports, and we want you to provide this information. Uh, Ms. James, I'd love to see you draft an affidavit saying, well, we've heard reports in the media. There have been press reports. We've heard about them. So uh, that's my probable cause to issue a warrant. There's no probable cause here, which means there's no reason to answer these questions. This is, this is meddling. Now, I'm not surprised. Uh, you see this stuff all the time, but this is, go this is the state meddling and trying to overregulate. They're, they're saying, hey, this might happen. You might be used. Therefore, you have to prove to us that we don't need to come in and regulate you. I mean, what's what's next? Do they find a a uh, uh, does everyone get a horse head in a, in a bed emoji? Do what we tell you to, or else. I have to ask: Is is Ms. James going to send another letter to uh, uh, to X, uh, demanding to understand why they have not the 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 two members of the squad in Congress have not removed their tweets that blame Israel for an explosion near a hospital in Gaza when, uh, you know, like, because Hamas blamed them initially, when there's actually evidence that not only was the uh, hospital never actually destroyed, but the, the it wasn't an Israeli bomb. It was a, a failed rocket launch by Islamic Jihad from Gaza. Is she going to claim that such uh, misinformation could be could be conceived as as a call for violence against the Jews, and therefore needs to be banned from these platforms. Is she asking that? I mean, Rashida Tlaib tweeted: Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians. 
doctors, children, pa uh, patients, just like that. Don't you think that might incite uh, oh, a violent reaction by somebody? She continued, at POTUS, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Oh, now she's blaming Biden for the actions of the, what she calls Israeli actions. It's now his fault that Hamas attacked Gaza and that uh, Israel retaliated and that now well, she believes that, that Israel um, formed this. Ilhan Omar said, bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. Really? Uh, okay, I would admit that, that bombing a hospital is a pretty bad war crime. Um, what about raping women in the street? What about killing non-combatants? What about, beheading, be, what about beheading children, including infants? This is not a pretty bad war crime, but I didn't hear her complaining about that. Uh, she went on in her tweet, The IDF reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. What about the uh, Islamic Jihad using the hospital as a staging ground to launch missiles into uh, Israel? Um, couldn't that be seen as as a a, a uh, if not an actual call for violence, uh, certainly an inciting people to get all wound up about this? Uh, Ms. Omar continued that POTUS needs to push for an immediate ceasefire to end the slaughter. Okay, so in other words, you're going to you, you're going to push for a ceasefire. You're going to lie to the American people, either because you don't. You, you did this out of a reaction. You don't. You didn't bother to find out if it's true first. Um, you know, you have you have you have a doctor that say hey, that said Israel bombed it, bombed us. Hmm. How about some evidence to the contrary? But I don't see Miss James going after this misinformation. And since there is rather significant Jewish uh, 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 population in uh, uh, within the state of New York, especially in around New York City. Well, wouldn't this be some sort of, wouldn't this, couldn't somebody use this as an excuse to, oh, I don't know, go after the, the, the Jewish um, population in New York City for the acts of their, the, the per perceived acts of violence by uh, their counterparts in Israel? You know, I've already had one person today send me a comment about how, uh, uh, you know, oh, there's no way this is, you know, this had to be Israel doing this. Um, Hamas doesn't have bombs big enough to take down a building. Uh, check it out. The building never came down. But here you have somebody that's all hot and bothered and, 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 and who knows what they would react to based on this. But it's interesting you don't see Ms. James going after this misinformation. Now, I agree. Uh, attacking Jewish and Muslim people for the acts of some people in another country is wrong. I agree. However, I'm not willing to hand over my rights to this uh, petty potentate that she's shown herself to be simply because she requests this information. I would say, where's your warrant? I have a right to remain silent. So I ain't saying anything about this until you actually have a valid warrant. Valid being the operative term, because I've seen a lot of warrants come out that don't pass constitutional muster. Now, I have more to say on this, but I have a break coming up. And so before I get there, you know, there's one lie that's been going around that uh, really has harmed a lot of American people. And that is the dangers of the spike protein, not just the one that comes from COVID, but the one in the mRNA jabs. 
the fact that it sheds, the fact that COVID keeps going on, the, the what's called long COVID, these are real. And if you want to protect yourself or deal with that, the, the damage of this, this spike protein, this toxic protein, well, the wellness company has something that can help. They call it daily spike support. It can be taken to protect yourself against the effects of the vaccines, the shedding, and COVID using an intra, a revolutionary combination of ingredients. Now, this is it's, it's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's vegetarian, it's made right here in the good old U.S. of A. It is backed by documented research. This isn't, you know, some snake oil salesman. This is the wellness company, ladies and gentlemen. They have some really smart people on there, and including our own um, Dr. McCullough. And the chief medical board of the wellness company has vetted this product. Now, since you listen to America Out Loud, you can get 25% off of all products and off your first month of membership if you use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. You can find out more at americaoutloud.shop. Basically, go to the wellness company. It's a twc.health, I believe. Go there, check out their products, look at the spike support, look at their other products, put a card together. When you check out, use the code OUTLOUD. It lets them know that you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off all your products and off your first month of membership. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. Today we're talking about how to know the truth. If the truth can set us free, we need to know what the truth is because 
If the truth sets us free, then you could assume that a lie keeps us enslaved. Let me give you a preview. This is a little bit of what I teach in the boot camp. Uh, I, I said, this is stuff I, I started. This is the very first thing we teach in the boot camp. Starts out with this. And it, it's basically, it, it's four simple sayings, four simple things that helps, um, helps you know what the truth is. Uh, rule number one, it's only an opinion until there's proof. I don't care how many people say it. I don't care how forcefully they say it. I don't care how many times they repeat it. It is only an opinion until there's proof. Rule number two, expertise is not proof. Experts have been wrong in the past. Experts will be wrong again. Just because an expert say it, says it doesn't mean it's true. Uh, rule number three, whenever possible, go to the original sources. I like to refer, go to the horse's mouth, not the other end. Don't let someone pre-digest your food for you. Don't let someone pre-digest the truth for you. And rule number four, verify the verify your facts. Verify the sources. Just because someone says this document says something doesn't mean it actually does. Can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen. And I can't say how many times I've read a headline and come to find out that the rest of the story isn't true. So where does that leave us today? So I, I ended the last segment talking about um, the squad members who continue to promote this this idea that the Israelis bombed a hospital in uh, in Gaza City. Now I remember when this story when I first heard this story, um, I'm like, wow, that's awful. I mean, is, is Israel bombed? Why would Israel bomb? A hospital, but I didn't go right to the air. I didn't go to social media. I kept my mouth shut. Why? Well, because I hadn't had proof yet. What I had were were allegations. I had people that were saying this happened, but they weren't providing much evidence. They showed, you know, the, there was there was. I, I think they showed uh, um, some bomb damage, but okay. So I waited, and sure enough, in less than twenty four hours. What starts popping up? Videos, photographs, uh, photographs of the the alleged destroyed hospital still standing, relatively unmarred. Now there was damage in the parking lot, but not the hospital itself. Then there was the video of the rocket that took off from Gaza City, had some sort of malfunction, and then came back down. Gee, right there in the parking lot of the hospital. See, see what I see about going about, you know, it's, it's not proof just because somebody said so? It's not proof simply because some representative said so? It's proof when, well, you've got evidence. Now, I have to admit, um, I have not had the resources to truly double-check the sources. Right, uh, I haven't been able to go in and see the original videos, so I'm basing my stand on a a series of evidence that you know I have two sides. One says Israel did it. One says they didn't. One really just provides talking points. Um, the other has video and photographic evidence of their of their position. So I tend to lean on the proof that I can. See, and again, I can't, I don't have access to the, to the originals. I'm, there may be more information there that we haven't seen. 
But so far, I'm looking at this saying, you know, okay, I didn't jump on the bait as soon as it was talking, as people started, because I wonder sometimes how many, how often people hold to a position because they're unwilling or they're afraid to admit they were wrong. She said that we, we're wrong all the time. We're human beings. We're going to be wrong. Um, we need to recognize that. We need to be open to the possibility that they're wrong. Because if not, we end up backed into a corner. Uh, you know, we, we, if, we, if we defend our position, even in, in the face of the evidence, um, uh, Friedrich Bonhoeffer had a term for that. He called it stupidity. I don't want to be stupid. She's by recognizing that you can be wrong, that, that you, you search for evidence. And when you have evidence, well, that helps bolster your position. When someone claims that you're wrong, you can provide the evidence, and um, it, it helps support your position. It, it gives you a more stable platform to work from. And yes, by the way, it is extremely freeing to learn the truth and then to live based on that truth so that when someone um, comes at me, as some again, again did this morning with, uh, oh, no, it's the Israelis that did it, the, 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 the Palestinians don't have the firepower. Look at the truth. Look at the evidence. Look at what's here. Um, no, I, I don't think your, your position holds up. doesn't mean I, I changed their mind. I can't tell you how many uh, debates I have online where I know I'm never changing that person's mind. I'm hoping someone else that's reading this might at least consider both sides and see what's going on. But if, again, if the truth shall set you free and the, if the corollary is lies keep you enslaved, I want you to think of, of the, the death, the destruction, the turmoil that the Middle East has been through, in many cases because of lies told on both sides, by the way. I'm not creating a moral equivalence there. You know, both sides have, have lied. Both sides have, have acted badly. And the, the, um, the willingness to simply believe a lie because it, it uh, corresponds with your prejudices has led to um, an enslaved people, Jew and Muslim. They're enslaved to their own hatred of the other. And we end up with this perpetual cycle because we are stuck enslaved to this hatred that says, I will believe any evil thing um, against the other side, but I won't even consider that uh, it, it might have been something my side did. Uh, and that's, uh, sadly, that's what we're seeing a lot on both sides, right? mostly right this time on the Palestinian side, but we've seen it from the, uh, from the Israeli side as well. Um, you know, the, the, what the Palestinians did on October 7th uh, was truly, it was brutal. It was inhuman. It, it, was, it was awful. And the evidence that it happened, the videos that they took themselves, the photographs they took themselves, their own stated goals, um, realize, uh, until we realize that truth of that, those groups, right, the Hamas, Hezbollah, uh, and others, Islam and Jihad, until we realize that, guess what? Um, when Gaza was, when, when Israel left Gaza and the, the Gazan people decided to find, to, to choose a government to run them, 
they chose Hamas. They chose Hamas. Maybe they regret that choice. Maybe they don't. I'm sure there are people who do. I'm sure there are people who don't. But we have to recognize the truth if we're ever to be free of the, the, this hatred that is controlling so many people. Now, let's turn our, our attentions to another thing where we want to find the truth if we're going to be free. Um, it's a little indirect, but it does deal with a lot of the censorship. And that is the, the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC. Now, there's a lot of questionable stuff about the FCC as, as, it's, as, as it deals with interstate commerce, the ability of radio stations uh, to communicate across state lines. There's a constitutional authority. That. Of course, the FCC goes well beyond that. And one of the things they, they're looking, the, the new makeup of the FCC tends to be pushing is net neutrality. Now, net neutrality sounds great. The way it's always shown is, oh, look at this and this wonderful. It, it, it will prevent throttling. It's going to ensure that um, uh, everybody gets the same speed, no matter what. You know, if you're providing internet service, you have to have all the, the content at, at the same rates and speeds. Now, that sounds good. But again, I spent 30 years in IT. I spent 25 of them working in large data centers. And there's some really interesting things. See, I'm a small fish, right? The, the website, the Constitution Study website is not that big. Um, I do not need the speeds that, uh, say, a Netflix does or, or uh, even America Out Loud does, right? There are different countries of different sizes. Now, what's interesting is they, this always, the proponents of net neutrality always talk about throttling. Well, gee, you know, if it's an, um, if it's a, uh, uh, you know, small, they, they, they're going to throttle them because they, they don't pay as much. No, I pay for the bandwidth I use. I do that because if I don't use a lot of bandwidth, I don't want to pay for a lot of bandwidth. But a lot of net neutrality tries to get rid of that. It says, oh, we have to have equal rates and equal speeds for everybody, regardless of their size and regardless of the content. But I keep coming back to the question, wait a second, is this something the federal government has the authority to do? See, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law bridging the freedom of the speech or of the press. It says nothing about regulating access. It says nothing about regulating, con about regulating content or about... Um, regulating internet speeds or communication protocol or how people communicate. Because the, the, the fact of the matter is, if you look at the, uh, the, most, the, the most expensive, uh, the, the, the places where prices have gone up the most, it always seems to be where government regulates the most. Healthcare, education. We let government in there, all of a sudden their prices skyrocket. But the downside of net neutrality, I mean, the upside is, yeah, I don't want people... Um, throttling me because of what I say. But on the other hand, I don't want to have to pay a higher rate because, well, if, if everybody has to have the same rate and everybody has the same speed, why should I pay for a speed I don't need? Why should I pay for a gigabit connection if I'm using 10 megabits? Why? Now, somebody else, they may need a gigabit connection and, they want, and, and they're willing to pay for it. So that's the other part. They assume that the they throttle people who don't need as much rather than realizing that people who need more have to pay more because if you don't, the, the service providers have to build an infrastructure that is multiple times the size of what they need. 
imagine you know imagine if if every um highway had to have a lane for each car one car got one lane and of course if you had 100 cars on the road you'd need highways 100 lanes wide that's ridiculous you look and say well you know the the trucks need more space so let the trucks pay more and get the space it, you know that these these are the details that get into it and i get very nervous about uh, the federal government coming in and regulating because how long before the the concept of net neutrality is not simply well we want everybody to have access that's great but isn't this the same government isn't the fcc part of the same very same government that has been uh using its power to sent to get to uh, social media companies to censor speech do you really want to give government that type of power to not only censor speech but uh determine internet access sure we'd all love more internet access and we'd all love it to be cheaper but are you willing to give over that control to government because the truth is if you let government decide what internet service can can charge and what speeds they can offer they always tend to hold things down rather than lift people up. They never seem to want to lift people up and lift services up. They always seem to want to drag the top down. And that seems to lead to less, not more. Make things equally difficult, equally painful, rather than the opportunity to find solutions to actually make things better. In fact, if governments wanted to improve internet access, I think they spend less time trying to regulate them and try and pull back the regulations that uh, control what's called the last mile. You see, there are multiple internet service providers. There's multiple backbones. There's lots of way to get data on the internet. The problem is between your home or your business and your service provider, there's generally one service provider, maybe two. But there, there's very little competition there. I, where I live, I basically have one legitimate provider. There, you know, Elon Musk has now got one where I, I have another option. But um, that's the problem. There's, there's little competition for internet access, especially outside of urban areas. Maybe pulling back some of the regulations that allow these companies a government-sponsored monopoly on the providing of services the last mile, that might be a better way to improve service, improve speeds, lower rates, and uh, provide the services that the people want, not the ones that the the quote-unquote experts at the FCC regulatory boards decide are what people should have. So that's a truth that maybe could set a lot of us free. The question is, is it a truth that many Americans will bother finding. See, there's the thing about the truth. The truth doesn't get served you on a silver platter. The truth is something you have to search for. You have to find. You have to seek. And you have to vet. But for most Americans, and I'd say most people around the world, it's just easier to let someone else digest that that truth for you so that what you get is it's been pre-processed. It's been approved. It's what you need to know. It's it's what you you really should be seeing, and you shouldn't you don't have to deal with all that other nonsense. Let me do it for you. And that's led to the enslavement of so many people, including so many of the American people. 
I don't mean enslavement from the standpoint of, you know, we're wearing chains, but the idea that um, when you let someone else decide what the truth is for you, they control your life. They control, what was the old program? We control the horizontal, we control the vertical. When other people control what you see, well, then they also control what you know, and they also control how you live your life. Now, I want to talk a bit more about that after the break. Before I go, you know, every day I go to AmericaOutloud.news for stories, for news, information, some of which I share here, some of which I share other places. But it's more important than ever that you join us, that you do your part, and you take those stories, the articles, the videos, the podcasts, and you share them. See, if we want other people to start searching for the truth, we have to show them that there is truth out there. And one of the ways you do is by sharing all the stories and, and articles that really get your attention, that really show you something you didn't realize. That is how we all work together to secure the blessings of liberty. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. Today, we're talking about how to know the truth, because the truth will set you free. At least that's what the Bible says. Now, 
Part of knowing the truth, as I was talking at the end of the last segment, involves recognizing, hey, you know what? Maybe you're wrong. And, and maybe even somebody who's wrong most of the time, maybe they're right. What's the old saying? Uh, even, a, even a broken clock is right twice a day. If you're still dealing with analog clocks, I mean, if you're supposed if you're using a digital clock, that doesn't help too much. A blind nut, every once in a while, a blind nut will find a squirrel. Well, that's true. And here we have California. Now, uh, they, they recently passed and was signed by the governor, Senate Bill 296. And uh, this bill, I guess, mandates that dealers inform customers of cameras inside their vehicles. So I get a lot of the new cameras, a lot of the cars, they have cameras inside the vehicles. Um, personally, I like backup cameras. Those are pretty cool. I was I was actually in a, a Lexus once that actually had cameras that went all the way around. So when you're pulling into a parking spot, you could actually look at the display and see all 360s around the car. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but no, now they have to advise you of um, of any v, uh, any cameras in the vehicle. Uh, by the way, they also the law also prohibits the sharing of footage with third parties without consent. I like that one. Because remember, we shouldn't need it, but our, our jurisprudence around the Fourth Amendment is so abysmal that uh, you know, the court said, hey, you know what? Um, you know, if you have a, 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 a camera inside your vehicle and that gets, uh, there's a recording and it gets sent up to a cloud, it's now a third party, so uh, we can simply subpoena them and... Now, that's what California says. No, no, you cannot uh, turn it over to a third party without consent. Um, and it also enables uh, the attorney general and district attorneys to fine dealers and manufacturers up to $2,500 per violation. So as much as I complain about California, I look at this one and say, this is not a half bad deal. This is not a half bad bill to say, uh, yes, you have to be told what's in your vehicle. If you're purchasing a vehicle, you have to be told there are cameras inside. And what's interesting is we're starting to, this starts to get to the idea of, um, you know, when, when they talk about uh, 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 personal effects, you know, your documents, your personal effects, it starts talking about information about you. So um, I look at this and say, well, as much as I complain about California, this isn't half bad. And maybe we should look at what happens here and, and even... Um, uh, uh, even maybe get other states to, to do something similar. Notice I said states, not the federal government. And the reason is simple, right? We're dealing with intrastate commerce. This is a sale of a vehicle to someone inside the state. It does not involve interstate commerce. Therefore, it does not involve the, you know, Congress doesn't have any authority over it. I'm sure they would look at it and say, well, the car was manufactured outside the state. Well, then you're dealing with the sale from the manufacturer to the dealer not from the dealer to the uh, to the uh, end customer so that one's not half bad there's another one that's been going around um do you remember uh, under covid they had the was the great barrington declaration well now there's a new declaration going on. it's called the westminster declaration um you can find it at westminsterdeclaration.org and it, it it's a group of um I guess you've got you have uh, uh, authors and artists and academics and journalists and all that uh, signing outside this idea of international censorship. Um, the idea of you know freedom of speech and freedom of the press are 
universal. They should be international. And uh, they've started this declaration to kind of get people to sign on just to realize uh, what's going on. Now, according to the declaration, they're coming from left, right, and center. Um, they are united in their commitment to universal human rights and freedom of speech. We are all deeply concerned about attempts to label protected speech as misinformation, disinformation, and other ill-defined terms. You know what? This doesn't sound half bad so far. Uh, this group does come up with a new term. They call it the censorship industrial complex. There's something overused. The industrial complex. Yeah. All right. So what are they calling for? Uh, we call on government, governments and international organizations to fulfill their responsibility to people and to uphold Article 19 of the UDHR, which is the Universal, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Um, yeah, all right. I'm, <laughs> uh, the problem you have is um, it's the government, in many cases, the governments and, and international organizations that are violating the, the, the right to, to freedom of speech. Uh, they go on, uh, we call on tech corporations to undertake to protect digital public square as defined in Article 19 of the UDHR. Um, again, this idea of a digital public square is a takeover of property. It's basically saying, you created a system, you posted it, we are now going to take it and call it public. And so, and, and again, we're dealing with the, the UDHR. And then lastly, and finally, we call on the general public to join us in the fight to preserve the people's democratic rights. Legislative changes are not enough. We must also build an atmosphere of free speech from the ground up by rejecting the climate of intolerance and encourage that encourages self-censorship and that creates unnecessary personal strife for many. Instead of fear and dogmatism, uh, we must embrace in, uh, uh, inquiry and debate. All right, this one I can agree with. That the general public needs to be the source of this. See, the problem with the the UNA Declaration of uh, of Human Rights is it is, all right, it's not it's not American. You have no control. You have no say in the universe in, in the um, uh, Universal Declaration of Human Rights. You don't. You didn't elect any representative to draft this document. You have no say in this document. See, in the in the United States, you choose representatives in your state that vote on amendments to the Constitution. If we wish to change, if we wish to enhance a a say our freedom of speech, we can do that here. We the people through our representatives, through calls for um, uh, an Article Five convention, through communication. You have none of that with the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And that's where this Westminster Declaration, to me, um, falls apart. I don't have an issue with the premise, right? The premise of uh, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of information is important. It is how we find the truth by putting competing ideas against each other, allowing them to provide their evidence and seeing which one holds up. That's important. I'm just not going to sign into this declaration because it's not, it's founded on something that um, it can be manipulated. First of all, it, first of all it's a pipe dream. It, 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 in reality, it's a pipe dream because uh, China is not going to follow the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Um, there are a lot of countries that are not going to do that. 
So in many ways, it's 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 a pipe dream. But the other is, if I want freedom of speech, I'm not going to base it on something where the they they talk about uh, democratic power when it was you know, the Universal Declaration of Right of Human Rights was created in an undemocratic man- manner. So uh, yeah, that's me. I like the I like the premise of protecting the right to freedom of speech and freedom of the press. I'm just, that's not the way I want to do it. And I got one more here, and this one's kind of, this one's kind of interesting to me um, because it involves knowing the truth when confronting somebody who apparently does not. Now, this appears to be a video of uh, Representative uh, Colin Alrod. Uh, He is uh, approached by a citizen, someone identifies as a citizen journalist while walking to some event or some meeting, wherever he was going, and this exchange happened. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You're on federal property. Can't do this here. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You really can't do that Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You really can't do that I'll get the cavalry for you. Do you regret voting against Iron Dome funding as Hamas attacked Israel with rockets? Civilians. You're on federal property. Stop doing this. Why are you standing with Hamas over Israel? Right. Why are you supporting Biden's open border policies? We'll get the Capitol Police for you. Why did you funnel taxpayer dollars to a group hosting drag shows for children? Now, there's a couple things I want to note there. First is, uh, Representative Allred has the right to remain silent. He doesn't have to answer those questions. But I don't know if you picked it up. It was it was a little hard maybe to pick it up in, in all the noise, but um, not once, but twice, Representative Allred threatened to call the police on this reporter. He says, I'll get the Capitol Police for you. Um, could be viewed as a, as, as a, as a threat. Um, but here's the interesting thing. Uh, he said, this is federal property. Leave, you know, get, you, go away. Uh, th- that's called public property, sir. Um, he said, I don't care if it's on federal property. Stop doing this. You don't, as a representative, you have no legal authority to tell somebody to stop. You are specifically prohibited from um, infringing on his right of uh, of freedom of speech and of freedom of the press to gather information uh, for for his his publication. Um, In fact, not only does he have a, 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 is that allowed, but according to the, uh, the rules, uh, videotaping and audio recording are permitted in all public areas of the House and Senate office building. Since he was in a public area of the Cannon House building, um, yeah, the, the the journalist was there. Now, I don't know how much the journalist knew, but this is a good example of the truth will set you free. See, if you didn't know the truth and uh, um, um, the ho- a member of the House threatened to get the police for you, um, you might back away. You might walk away. If he told you you're on federal property, stop doing this. If you don't know the truth, well, you might stop. But here we had a uh, again citizen journalist. Um, don't know why I had to put the citizen there, but that's how he's referred to. Knew the law, knew his rights. Said I can be here. I can videotape. I can audio tape. I've done nothing criminal. Um, and he continued his questioning. So I just thought, you know, it'd be nice to wrap up with a, an example of uh, someone who knew the truth and because of that was free 
to continue questioning a, a, a representative of the people of a district in Texas for that particular representative uh, about the decisions and choices he has made. And I think that's important because even though um, you didn't get an answer from the representative, he does making some points. Wait a second. He voted for, uh, he voted against Iron Dome funding. I don't know that that's the right thing or not because, you know, we're talking about spending our money to defend other countries. Uh, you know, George Washington warned us about uh, foreign entanglements. Uh, he asked him about other decisions, other votes he had taken. These are public record. And now he has a non-answer from the representative. Um, I'm sure people will infer something from that. Uh, just as, you know, your right to remain silent doesn't infer guilt. Uh, Representative Alred's right to remain silent uh, doesn't infer guilt. Uh, granted, he didn't quite remain silent, but that's that's kind of the point. It's understanding the rules, the limitations, and how far things uh, legally things can can go. Actually, I think it'd been interesting if the uh, the reporter there, the journalist, actually was from Mr. Alred's district, because then you have Mr. Alred saying depriving him of his right to petition the government for a redress of grievance. He said he's asking him about decisions he's made. Um, you know that would have been an interesting twist. I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of the way my you know warped and demented mind works. So we come back to how do you know the truth? Uh, today, again, truth is guarded, is surrounded by a bodyguard of lies. Uh, many of them, by the way, I believe are unintentional. In other words, a lot of people, they hear things, they pass them on, and not realizing what they're passing on is gossip and rumor. Right? If we're going to be free, we have to find the truth, which means just because someone said it's true doesn't mean it's true. Just because an expert said it's true doesn't mean it's true. We have to seek the truth. We have to um, we have to look at, at original sources or as close to them as we can get, and we have to check them for ourselves. And we have to do that because we've spent so many decades having information pre-digested for us. We, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of like a patient that's hooked on junk food. And the only way to get off of junk food is to eat real food and to do so for a period of time to get used to the idea that that real food tastes good, the junk food doesn't taste nearly as good as you thought it did. That takes time. It takes effort. But then again, so does being free. If we allow the truth to be guarded by a bodyguard of lies, we never know the truth and we never are free. Winston Churchill was talking about wartime, a, a situation where, yeah, a lot of the uh, a, a lot of people are more than willing to abandon um, their so-called principles because it's war. Um, that's a whole nother discussion, I suppose. But we're back. But, but from a, a a standpoint of today, are we watching the as we as we watch the battle as we hopefully participate? in the battle for the future of this country, are we going to let the truth be guard, the, the quote unquote truth be guarded by these bodyguards of lies? Or are we going to demand to know the truth and make our decisions based on the truth, not his truth or her truth or their truth, the truth. 
and do our best to find out what the truth is before we make our decisions. And even after we've made our decisions, be open to countering ideas to see maybe the truth we thought wasn't exactly what we thought it was. See, that's a mature society. That's a free society. And sadly, it doesn't very much resemble much of America today. There are a lot of people out there that are waking up to this idea that I need to find out the truth for myself. And I'm hoping you're one of them, and I'm hoping you'll join me. I hope you'll head to the website, constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. I talked about the Patriots program a little bit at the beginning. I hope you'll check that out. I hope you take the boot camp. The boot camp is free. Even if you don't want to follow up, just take the boot camp. It's free. Learn some of these things and get some tools you can use to protect your rights. I also hope you come back here for the Constitution Study. We're heard every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, all the episodes go to podcasts, generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen with your favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews, especially on Apple. It helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. Hey, maybe they'll search for a little truth themselves. They can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But now more than ever, it is important that we share those links, we share the stories, we share the the articles, and we share the, the podcasts so we share the blessings of liberty. 